This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello and welcome to the Friday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, but it might be you with me, La La La, let me explain. I never know what to call myself. Am I La La? Am I La La La, let me explain. La La La, let me explain is quite a stupid name. It's quite long, isn't it? You should see my email address. It's outrageous. Anyway, it's Friday, so it is time to share our horrible, sad ick stories. I do think they're horrible and sad because these are all people that we would have got involved with thinking nothing can go wrong here this person's gorgeous and wonderful and sexy and I'm really attracted to them and then all of a sudden it's like you can't fucking look at them in the eye anymore but we all have these icks and we can get together as a community to share them with each other this group therapy that we have makes it a positive thing so let's get on with it first ick for today says he wore his towel dressing gown as a normal dressing gown this smacks of that absolute fucking unreasonable irrationalness that can only come with the ick i didn't even realize that you were supposed to have two different types of dressing gowns i only have a towel dressing gown and i thought that it was okay and i wear it as a normal dressing gown i didn't realize you're supposed to have a fucking one dressing gown for normal and one for after you've come out of the bath. Do you also have a smoking jacket? Or do you know what I mean? Do you have different gowns for different rooms of your house? I don't know. Maybe you're just next level posh or something. Or is this just now revealed that I am an absolute tramp because I wear my... I don't know. This is not it-worthy and I feel really sad for him. He probably came out after sex or woke up in the morning flung his dressing gown on, thinking, oh, it's just a normal day, just going to keep warm and not hang out naked. And then you've judged him for not bringing out his special dressing gown, for wearing the one that he's only supposed to wear when he's wet. We cannot accept this ick. It's too irrational and I feel judged by it. This is the problem. I personally feel attacked. And now I feel like I'm going to order some uh, a normal dressing gown for myself in the January sales. Okay, the next ick says, he taped his rugby boots back together rather than just buying a new pair. I need to get my head around this a little bit because I'm imagining a bit like what you do with glasses. You know, if glasses break and you put a bit of tape to patch them up and you can keep doing that until they get to the point that they're totally fucking unwearable anymore and that's fine you know like when we were kids it was a bit like oh my god you're broken glasses huh we're all adults now we can all be like you don't need to buy a new pair of glasses just tape them up bro like it's fine don't waste your money 
But I feel like rugby boots are a little bit different because, like, they actually have a purpose of, like, being trodden on and supporting your feet and actually having to do quite large amounts of vigorous activity. So where? how are you taping them up? I'm, I'm imagining, like, a rugby boot that's been split in half and he's just taped up round the middle. But what's happening when he's getting onto the pitch? Is it not affecting his performance? How are you running out onto a rugby field with masking tape wrapped around your fucking shoes? And I don't mean the ick comes from the fact that he just didn't buy a new pair. We are all in different financial circumstances. I don't care if you can't afford a new pair of rugby boots right now. What I care about is whether you can actually even walk or play rugby. Like, what's actually, like, why have you done that? I do feel sorry for him, but I absolutely do get this ick because it's not a good look, is it? It's not a good look. Block delete, move on, innit? All right, the next ick says, he bought a tuna baguette and a cheese and onion pasty from Greg's, then stuffed the pasty inside the baguette and ate it all. <sighs> My brain doesn't even work like this to even comprehend or imagine the things that you could be doing in Greg's if you just combine two different bits of their food. Like, oh, I want to go out and do this. I might actually go out and do this. Not that I particularly like cheese and onion pasties or tuna baguettes. What I would do is get a Greg sausage roll because they are elite. The vegan ones are actually better. And I would stick that. I'd then go to Pret and stick it inside the tuna baguette from Pret because it's better than the one from Greg's. And then I would have the day of my life. But I probably wouldn't do it on a date in front of someone. And I think that this is where this guy has gone wrong. Because you know what? I, I, I think he's a genius. I think this is like next level, sophisticated, Michelin star ideas about how to make food better, you know? Go for it, mate. Like, love, love this. Lo I just love it. I, I love the ingenuity of it. I'm proud of him. But I do think someone needs to talk to him about date etiquette. Because I I, 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 ju I just think stuffing anything in anything, food-wise, not a good idea. Combos of cheese, onion, tuna on a date. And then he wants you to kiss him after. I think that's where the it comes from. So I do, I, I get, I fully get this it whilst also respecting this man to deep levels. All right, our last ick for today says, he slowly jogged across the road where there was traffic approaching and held out his hand behind him for me to grab it. He was looking ahead whilst doing it, and God knows why, but it was just the biggest ick ever. You have just described something so sexy to me. I'm picturing a man in a grey tracksuit slowly jogging across the road in this really sexy, self-assured way and just holding his hand out from behind, not even looking, looking ahead in this confident self and just putting the hand back to grab it for me. Oh, my God. In my head, it's like... Dun -dun 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 I'd have been 
grabbing that hand like, yes. So this is a, a turn on for me that I didn't even know existed. You know, like when they are reverse parking and they put their arm around your headrest and they look back and they have one arm on the steering wheel and there is something so fucking hot about about that but you don't realize how hot it is until you've experienced it you know what I mean and maybe I've experienced this because why is it triggered why is it turning me on so much just the idea of just the slow jog and the hang ah and I am so sorry that you got the ick here but please can I have his phone number you know what I'd get a shock in it she'd give me his number and he'd look like some kind of Barry or Gary and he definitely wouldn't be wearing a grey tracksuit and the whole thing would just fall apart but if he looks like the man that I'm imagining in my mind's eye my god I really want his number so send me a DM please there's a lot happening these days but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Know that fizzy feeling you get when you read something really good, watch the movie everyone's been talking about, or catch the show the internet can't get over? At the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, we chase that feeling five times a week. We talk about the buzziest movies, TV, music, books, and more. From lowbrow to highbrow to in-between, catch the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. All right, that is enough of the icks for today. So we are now moving on to fuckboy replies. I feel like if you've been listening for a while, you don't need this explainer, but obviously there's always new people listening to the podcast. So fuckboy replies is where people send me a text instead of sending it to a fuck person, that's a fuckboy or a girl or non-binary person, which basically means somebody who's been treating them like shit. I'm not asking you to send me texts that should be going to wonderful, amazing partners it is sending it to me so that I can give you some idea about whether I think it's a good idea to send it or whether you might regret it. So the first fuckboy reply today says, did you die? That's all it says. And you know what? I actually have sent this one many times. And you know what? It always gets a response. I have obviously sent it after people have ghosted me or like, you know, been in shit levels of communication, haven't heard from them for a few days or whatever. And I I always do the same. Did you die in exactly the same way as you? You are me. I do realise now that it's probably a bit dark, you know? It's probably a bit of a dark way to approach this conversation. But do they deserve light? You're obviously asking this because they've disappeared and you want them to know that you're pissed off about it. There's better ways of going about it, though. But as I said, this one does nearly always generate a reply. I don't know why. Maybe because it annoys them a bit, you know what I mean? You can certainly text a ghoster to find out what the fuck. Like, you know, ask them. Like, if somebody, if you're expecting to be speaking to somebody and you don't hear from them, you are absolutely well within your rights to confront that issue. And I guess you don't really have to care about your phrasing, you know what I mean? If it's just an answer that you want, then actually you don't even have to think about, like, should I put this better? Am I being a bit dark? But yeah, if it feels like they died, it's usually just best to leave them. 
they don't want you in their life or so it seems or for whatever reason they're not talking to you at the moment you know if you want to send this message send it but you probably will get a response and the response will probably be like I've been really too busy at the moment or no I didn't why are you talking to me like that you know what I mean You'll get something, but will it be what you want? And what is what you want? You want to find out why they've stopped messaging you. Ask that question. Say, what's going on? I haven't heard from you. There's ways of saying things that aren't as confrontational, but I guess confronting them isn't a problem because they fucking ghosted you anyway. All right, the next fuckboy reply says, I think I might be pregnant. Don't send this. Don't send it until the message can say, I am pregnant, or, and, and then don't message them, phone them with that information, or do it face-to-face, you know what I mean? But I think I might be pregnant is too vague. You don't know if you're pregnant. Wait, do a test. If you're pregnant, you're pregnant, and you will find that out officially. At the point of thinking that you might be pregnant because your period's a bit late or you're feeling, you know, sore boobs or whatever, it can be really tempting to use that as an excuse to get in contact with somebody who hasn't readily been in contact with you. This is a situationship special, you know, when you're limerent or you've got like strong feelings for this person who's stringing you along with hookups and you've kind of accepted this casualness because you really like them, but you kind of feel like deep down there's something more, even though they're not contacting you for like a week between shagging or sometimes even longer You know, that you can get into that mode where you feel like, I just need any excuse to contact them. We've done threads about this on my stories before, like literally coming up with absolutely anything. Like, hey, I thought I saw you. You know full well you didn't see them, but you just want a reason to text or you send an accidental text or whatever. But I think I might be pregnant is a classic one. Because sometimes genuinely we do think we're pregnant and we're like, oh my God, I think I'm pregnant. Great excuse to fucking contact this guy who's been treating me like shit. And also in our minds, I guess we feel like we want to share that stress with them. If we are going through this thing of like, fuck, my period's late. I want to talk to the person who's in this with me, who caused this to potentially be a thing. However, this ain't going to go the way that you want it to go. You sending, I think I might be pregnant, to a situationship who you are trying to gather more feelings for you is going to have the total opposite effect. What it's going to do is make them realise how they would feel if you said that you were pregnant, which is probably panic, dread and absolute regret that they had sex with you without a condom. You do not want to make somebody feel that way. It is not going to make them go, oh, wow, what can I do to come and love and support you and suddenly change up this situationship? And you will regret sending it, especially when your period comes that evening or the next day, which it inevitably will, and then your period comes and you have to write, text them, oh, false alarm, and then you feel really stupid and you just wish that you hadn't sent that text. So if you think you might be pregnant, get a test and then let them know. Don't let them know when it's just an I think. All right, and the final fuckboy reply has made me feel so sad. It says, do you realise how much it hurts when you tell me that I'm not as pretty as her? You know what? Get out. Do not ask this question to this man. Of course he realises how much it hurts. I don't know what this situation is. I don't know who she is, whether she's a colleague, an ex, someone else in his life. 
if this is somebody who's supposed to be in a relationship with you or supposed to be your person, I don't know, giving you that respect of having, a, you know, a mutual sexual relationship, then he, as an adult, as a grown-up, knows that you should never make the people that you're seeing, sleeping with, being intimate with, feel like they're less than other people. You should never make them feel like they're less than, but you certainly shouldn't make them feel like they're less than anyone else in your life. And it's probably being done to pit you off against this other woman, to triangulate you, to make you feel like you are in competition with her so that you have to fight a little bit harder for him. Probably makes him more easily able to control you and to control the situation because he's making your self-esteem low. He's making you not feel good enough about yourself. And of course, when we feel like that, again, we're more likely to stick around for people who are treating us badly, A, because we don't deserve feel like we deserve any better, and B, because we don't think we'll ever get any better because we're so unpretty. We feel like if this person leaves us, we will never find love again because we are so disgusting. And that is why they intentionally make us feel that way. You have no option here but to get out. And if you need help to do that, because there may be other things, because this is quite horrible and would be emotional abuse if it was a pattern and if it was also occurring with other things going on. So if this is emotional abuse, you need support. Contact Women's Aid or Refuge or one of the many domestic abuse services that you can Google if you put in your local area. But if it's not that level, it is still something that you need to get out of before your self-esteem goes even lower. Actually, what you really want to be saying here is it hurts when you tell me and I'm not tolerating that anymore and I'm going to go and work on myself and on making myself feel like I am good enough because you are, you are more than enough and there is no way that you're not as pretty as her and you're certainly a lot fucking prettier than him because he has a horribly ugly soul. It's not nice gal. And so for our Friday night reminder tonight, do you remember this song? It's from Bugsy Malone. I don't feel like I should subject you to my singing, but I'm not allowed to play music on here, which is really annoying. But anyway, I'm going to have to sing for you because it's one of my favourite tunes ever. You give a little love and it all comes back to you. La, 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 la. Maybe if you were deprived of Bugsy Malone in your childhood, you won't know what I'm talking about, but it is a tune. And you give a little love and it all comes back to you is the truth. Don't give love for the sole reason that you want to get it back. Give love because you want to. But trust me, you will get it back. Maybe not right away, but for every seed of love that you plant in the universe, you will get a fruit back. You can give love in such small ways. You can move a snail off the path so that she doesn't get trodden on. You can give money to a street musician. You can call a mate and tell them that you love them. You can make a donation to charity. You can tell a stranger how great they look today. If you're a man, make sure that that's another man. Men do not get told enough how great they look. You can tell your dog how amazing he is. You can talk to your elderly neighbour for a bit longer than normal. You can also try to look at the world around you with love. When I get into my Law of Attraction shit, which if you don't know about, listen to my Law of Attraction podcast, I do this thing where I try to give unconditional love to everything and everyone. Like I move through the world with this idea of like, no, unconditional love. So if somebody does annoy me, you know, like in a road rage situation or whatever, 
I literally have it like unconditional love. I don't know what that person's going through today. So I'm going to send love instead of calling them a massive piece of shit as I normally would when I'm not in law of attraction mentality. And you get it back. You suddenly have like a nice interaction with somebody who it could have gone off with. You're like, okay, sorry. And they'll give you a lovely smile. And then it just makes everything more positive. It's just a tiny bit of love. And I do get a lot of love. I am in a really lovely, unique position where I regularly get love flung at me from beautiful people. A lot of you lot, the wonderful DMs and stuff that I get, they're amazing. And But it's not because I'm special or great or smart. It's because I give out love daily. It's because in the form of my work, when I'm trying to help people have a better time, I'm giving out love. And then I get it back. It's just the way that things work. And I know sometimes people might be listening to this and feeling like I'm always the one giving out love. I'm always the one giving out kindness. I never get it back. Try to let go of those feelings and just think there's no harm. Even if I feel like I'm being neglected of that, there is no harm in sowing that seed and putting a bit of love out into the world. So stick that tune on now. You give a little love and it all comes back to you. Sing it at the top of your lungs. I've just been doing that, by the way, and I had a really great time. I replayed it about 14 times and it really made me feel so great. So stick it on and have a wonderful weekend. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.